Good morning. It is Monday, November 21st, 2022, and this is DC Signal to Noise. Since we last talked, the GOP majority in the House has been confirmed. Democrat control in the Senate has been confirmed. Russia agreed to extend the deal to allow shipments of Ukrainian grain for another 120 days. My Cyclones figured out another and quite frustrating way to lose a football game. And let's see, Jim, I, I know that there's one other thing that happened. What? What? Oh, yeah. Former President Donald Trump has announced his third run for the White House. It, that it, It's coming in 2024. Welcome to you all. Glad that you're with us. I'm Agritacos Jim Flory. That and I'm, and I'm Jim Weismeyer. Is pro farmer policy analyst Jim Weismeyer. <laughs> Jim, you know, I want to start with some of the things from last week. And we talked l- last week about some of the some of the fallout from the elections. It took a while to get to that confirmation that the GOP would have control. And it's and the GOP is still sitting with 218 in the house. There's, there's what, four, maybe five other seats that five are leaning count. Republican. Yeah. Okay. And Wasserman says it'll be between 218 and 222. So there's your, you know, you know, there's you your know here's one thing that I want to go back to on that, Jim, because Wasserman, all the pundits were taking a lot of heat on Monday ahead of Election Day for being so wishy-washy in their projections. Wishy-washy is exactly the projection that they should have had. They were right. Yeah, true. His very initial call well before the elections was more accurate. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so... It, it, it's it's pretty crazy stuff, uh, what, what's happening out there. Um, okay, L- let's get into some of the things that happened last week. Sure. Uh, because it's uh, it, it's it, it, it was in kind of an interesting week as, as the fallout from the elections, were, we were starting to sort it all out. But when you look at what was happening at the White House with the, the president's trip to Egypt, COP27, uh, the G20 meeting, he was on display again for the world. How do you think he did? Well, okay. Uh, But, you know, COP27, as I wrote this morning, was very short on deliverables. They had a a controversial uh, fund that they uh, established for very less developed countries, not including China. Uh, to, for, you know, basically reparations and that'll pri- primarily chip, I think, come from like the World Bank and other uh, institutions like that. But they had a vote and it didn't pass on phasing out, if not eliminating fossil fuels. And that didn't pass. So very limited uh, information came out of that. You know, as I've talked with Three or four people that were at COP27. Now, they were all involved in agriculture, of course, and, and, and the ag talks. They felt that agriculture had a much bigger presence at this round of talks than in the past. As a matter of fact, food had a pavilion. Agriculture had a pavilion. It, on, on one hand... On one hand, I find that encouraging because food and agriculture are part of the the, the baked-in conversation now. 
On the other hand, I find it concerning because food and agriculture are part of the baked-in conversation yes. at these meetings now. Well, USDA Secretary Vilsack was over there. He had a briefer uh, as well, and he he has been consistent in being relatively positive on agriculture, specifically U.S. Uh, ag sector's uh, role in the coming, um, you know, climate smart uh, ag features, and and uh, you, there's legislative funding backup already for that, Jeff. Yeah, one of the items that uh, I believe you had in. Pro Farmers first thing today, Biden's climate goals face rougher road ahead with GOP controlling the House. Yeah, well, especially now that they can do more oversight hearings. They just want to know how did they come up with these uh, grants and programs and how did uh, Vilsack uh, tap the Commodity Credit Corporation Charter Act for what? About three billion more dollars. I don't think yeah. they like that. And and that's why I'm beginning to sense a movement here on the Republican side. If they get any increases in the farm in the new farm bill funding, uh, it may not come from the CCC because, yeah. because that depends so much on who's agriculture secretary and so i think they'll they'll if they do get more funding they'll you know they'll put it in specific titles in this case title one for a better farmer safety net yeah um i had a conversation with glenn gt thompson on friday it's going to air this morning on agritalk and as far as there being concern over the funding for some of the, the the climate smart farming projects that are out there and the source of the funding. You want to talk about careful in choosing words and how he talks mm. about it. He was very careful. Mm. And, and he knows, and we know why, because this is such a sensitive issue, but he's, he's very careful to say, not saying that these programs aren't worthwhile, not saying that we don't need to see these programs and so on. It's just the source of the funding that, that is creating some angst yes. among the GOP. And, and I'm never reticent about oversight hearings at, at, at levels of funding right. at, at, for this program. There, there should be some questions uh, asked. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they'll ask. He, he was very quick to get to there needs to be audits. <laughs> there yes. needs to be audits. He, he, he wants some accounting behind uh, all of these programs that have been out there. And he, he doesn't stop with, uh, you know, he's, he goes back to the MFP. Yes. And says, listen, we need to find out and make sure that all that money was spent. Yeah. And there's and, been and some general correctly. accountability reports on yeah. that. And and even in the overall, even when Trump was president, the the uh, PPPs and all that, th those were huge amounts of money. And you know yeah. that there's been some abuses of that. So, yes, that they can and will, you know, look at that. And, you know, you mentioned uh, the Republicans have a small majority and. Uh, the possible uh, House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, Republican from California, said over the weekend, uh, a gavel is still the same size. It's not a smaller yeah. gavel or a larger gavel, depending right. on what you get. And, and he's right there. It, it sets the tone. They, the Republican Party will decide what gets considered uh, mm -hmm. on the House floor. Uh, amendments, uh, the House Rules Committee, and of course, uh, oversight investigations. Right, right. 
Okay, just a reminder to everyone, if you'd like to be part of the conversation or have a question for Jim or myself, go ahead and use the comments tab that is uh, on the on your screen there someplace, and we will try to answer that for you as we go. Um, the UN, Ukraine, Russia, uh, Turkey's probably involved in the conversation someplace, but they've extended the deal for 120 days to allow for Ukrainian grain shipments, Jim. Yeah, I know uh, the the uh, Ukraine and others wanted a permanent, uh, you know, uh, uh, extension. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Russia wants to piecemeal this. And when you're looking, Chip, they are making uh, volume uh, updates on this. It's 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 adding up now. So uh, I think all, all things concerned, it's probably at a level, uh, a higher level than people would have thought on okay. actual exports. And that's good yeah. from a you know, world food situation. Yes, yes, ab absolutely it is. Uh, we still, <laughs> boy, be careful in how you, you we talk about this. Uh, was there any progress in increasing the supply of fertilizer coming out of Russia? I didn't see any, any confirmed yeah. uh, language. No. Right, yeah, I didn't see it either. I'd, I, I know that I, there there were wire service reports that indicated it was part of the conversation, but I didn't see any final determination on that. No. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to see a communique. Re exactly. Exactly. Um, you mentioned China and there's another lockdown going on right now, Jim, and a, a COVID related lockdown in China and the crude oil market has been yeah. falling yeah on the demand concerns on demand concerns yeah. out of china yeah and xi jinping reportedly uh was sat next to a high level hong kong official so uh i'm not saying he has uh you know covid but uh boy uh he he sat for a couple of days meetings you, you know with the hong kong uh, official now usually the equities market goes down a lot and the futures are just barely just unchanged. So I, yeah. I, I look for that as kind of a, a, a clue as far as from investment psychology, but the, the uh, crude oil under $80 that that's a sign yeah. that, uh, you know, you know, they believe will have re re reduced demand and yeah. more and more talk of a recession in the U S uh, I yeah. saw that when I, what, you know, when I looked at my weekend reading. You know, Jim, we've got a holiday-shortened week this week for the grain trade, for the livestock trade, for the equity trade, treasuries, everything, because of the Thanksgiving holiday. But there is a pile of information for the markets to digest this week. Uh, we still get the Fed minutes on Wednesday afternoon. Yes. And this is after the one of the governors over the weekend, I believe it was Collins from Boston, was talking about, listen, don't take that 75 basis point increase off the table. It, that's probably what it's still going to be. Well, there was some news about that from private analysts last week as well. Uh, don't, mm -hmm. don't rule out that 75%, you know, 75, you know, basis, basis point, point hike rather than, uh, you know, uh, rather than 50. So that's going to mean more going into that December FOMC meeting. But what we'll get from the minutes as you signal chip is mo any more nuances that would kind of better signal what they're going to do in December. What exactly right. did they say? Right. Okay. 
uh, the rail votes, the union votes, uh, there were two more, well, two of the biggest unions voted over the weekend, right? Yeah, I don't think we have it yet. It's sometime today. No. Uh, but either way, most of the participants are saying they will not strike until December the 9th. And one of them, uh, they didn't sign off on the December 9th. They signed off on December 4th. But uh, again, uh, if uh, that's a $2 billion hit a day uh, for the U.S. economy. So if you want to have a recession, that's the way to do it. This is going to be... It doesn't feel good, Jim, because we, we everyone, please remember that the unions have agreed that if one union decides to strike, none none of the union workers are going to cross the picket line. No. So that shuts things down. This yeah. is, we are right on the edge of some serious issues. Yeah. Well, they, that's leverage. That's leverage. So, but then Congress can always step in and either announce what the Biden administration worked out for him. They can legislate a solution. But initially, it would be a day trader's uh, either delight or uh, the other way, Jeff, depending on how long it will take Congress to act. Yeah. (laughs) And this Congress this lame duck Congress. I don't know. I don't know how a still Democrat controlled house is going to react to a, a, a call to strike from any union workers. Well, I think it'll happen pretty quick myself. That's just my bias. And, 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 and the overall new makeup, what I've been saying in my speeches, Chip is I'm more prone to say it won't be a stalemate. Uh, in the new Congress, because think about it, the activists from both political parties, Republican on the far right, Democrats on the far left, they'll they'll need compromises from both political parties to get anything done. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've got more than a few Democrats up for re-election in the Senate in 2024. So I'm a little more upbeat that that it won't be gridlock. I mean, I'm not seeing legislative uh, potpourri, but I think we're going to have uh, the meeting of the minds on a, a number of cases. And on one I hope really happens is on uh, uh, border and immigration as linked. Uh, the Republicans are going to insist on border security. And once that occurs, you could get some immigration reform. And that would be good for the labor market. We'll see if I'm right. I don't don't recall exactly who it was. But last week at the National Association of Farm Broadcasting down in Kansas City, uh, one of the broadcasters who is a regular listener to Signal to Noise said, boy, is Jim really serious about thinking that we're going to see some immigration reform? Well, I jump in the vehicle, I head home, and Friday on the free-for-all, you were basically saying, listen, it feels pretty good that we're going to see some progress on immigration reform. Where's this optimism come from on this? Well, I just think that whatever uh, time period there will be on a new Congress, it may be very fleeting, but that's the time to act early next year. And again, it's going to have to be a gimme and get, and we're going to test 
the uh, the psychology, uh, if you will, of uh, of a split government. But th- this total gridlock analysis of a l- most people, I-, I just don't agree with. Because I went back and looked at prior very close congresses, and there were there were more than a few things done. So, and it's not just hope on my part. I learned a long time ago. And yeah. when you work in Washington, you just can't hope. You know, right, because right. You've got one foot in the grave, right, right there. <laughs> it has to have some stuff substance in it. But that's when I look at the election in 2024 that they're going to have to show that they can work together. Because I think one of the things out of this uh, midterm elections is uh, uh, many Americans are saying they're tired of both, uh, you know, uh, uh, political parties, and they're tired of the gridlock, uh, either yes from one party and no on the other, or vice versa. So yeah. I, I think on on major things that they, they're uh, looking at. Plus, you want to stop all those people from coming across the border. Even the Democrats will say that privately. And yeah. so if you get border security, the Republicans will not move without first border security, then some immigration reform, DACA, okay. et cetera. All right. Very good. Very good. Anything else looking back at last week or over the weekend that you feel we need to to bring up? Well, you brought up the China COVID thing. You brought yeah. up uh, other aspects. Uh, no, I, I really, I, th- I think we uh, hit it. Okay. Uh, you know, one thing I, I, I realized that it was, it, we've had a signal to noise since President Trump did announce, but that was, <laughs> I feel like it's just kind of sinking in now. Um, what, what do you make of it? Uh, I think he announced too soon, uh, myself, uh, the analysts that I respect are saying, uh, he's worried. I think it's a sign, not of desperation, uh, but a sign of, he knows he, it's not going to be like the last time he ran because of, uh, people like DeSantis, etc. cetera. Uh, and so, um, and let's face it, look between now and the end of the year with the holidays, he's not going to get much coverage from, from going in early. And uh, a number of the big donors in the Republican Party are saying no way when it comes right. to Trump again. So yeah. I, I think he's got some big negatives going on. Uh, yeah. But uh, he wanted to go in early, even before the December 6th runoff race in the Georgia Senate race, Chip. So uh, again, but they hear me, hear me get strong and clear. There, There's about 30 to 35 percent of the Republican uh, uh, voters out there who really like Trump. So that's a that's a big segment. The, the key to him, he wants as many people to run for uh, the GOP presidency as possible, because the more that runs, the the greater yeah. the odds that he, yes. he will get it. But I think the others in the Republican Party are going to try to narrow it down to two others plus him. And then he's got a race. Yep. OK, Adam's got a good question here. Which political ideologies uh, get neutered? in this process in order to get governing consensus seems like the farm bill will be extended rather than any real change what are your thoughts on the farm bill uh 
I'll tell you, the veteran farm bill watchers, including myself, uh, this will be my 11th farm bill. And there's only been 19 <laughs> forever. Yeah, and you do know that they're done every five years. Well, mostly. It's it's varied over the over the time period, sometimes four, et cetera. But still a lot of years. Yes. The veteran <laughs> the veteran analysts think that the Senate uh We'll get done with a new farm bill. They're not so sure on the house. Now, I know G.T. Thompson. I don't know whether you asked that specifically, Chip. Oh, yeah. He Very wants much. a farm bill by the August recess this year. I mean, in yeah. 2023. Yeah. Uh, other people say he's got new members, new staffs for those members. He wants to do some hearings. He's got the leadership to have to contend with. The Wall Street Journal has a story on the farm bill today going through all the issues that we know, but it's primarily food stamps. And and they're, they're, they quote different Republicans of wanting to put some work requirements on it. As long as they're not draconian, that could give a, a compromise on that. But if you don't have the vast majority of Democrats signing off on whatever comes out of this new farm bill on food stamps, you know, food and nutrition, you're not going to have a farm bill and you'll have right. a one-year extension, period. Right. Well, I, I want you to listen to the conversation with G.T. Thompson this morning, so I'm not going to give you everything, but I will give you this: he doesn't even he he doesn't consider an extension an option. Wow. Well, sometimes so, you're forced. <laughs> sometimes. I, that's yeah, right. I, I understand. That's right. As but far as things... others, political ideologues, the most sensitive. There's two sensitive ones in that regard. That would be market sensitive. It would be funding the government for the remainder of 2023. Uh, that started October 1, fiscal year. And if if they want an early test of wills, you know, you're going to have the talk about shut down the government. I don't see that happening. But the other major one is the uh, either suspending the debt, the 30, I think it's, well, we've got $31 trillion debt. I think the limit is 31, almost 32 trillion, 31.8, I think, 31.8. But the Democrats want to get this solved uh, again, suspended or increased during this lame duck session that that we're in right now. Uh, the Republicans want to wait until early next year because they think they have leverage. Now, I'll tell you, in the past, when the Republicans wanted to use leverage on a debt increase or suspension, it has not gone well. So those are the two really, the I think, some of the most important issues. Okay. All right. For the week ahead, uh, don't forget, we've got some adjusted trading schedules for the grains, for livestock, for the equities. Today's an important day for two turkeys from Monroe, North Carolina, Jim. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, let's predict they'll be pardoned. I, <laughs> I, I, yes, I think they will be pardoned. Uh, White the House Christmas, Christmas tree, tree. Yeah, Wednesday. It Wednesday. Yeah. I, when I worked downtown, that was always a fun time to look at. I would go each yeah. time. Now I don't want to take the trip down. <laughs> <laughs> um, on a more serious note, new home sales report on Wednesday morning, FOMC meeting minutes. Wednesday. We talked about that come on Wednesday afternoon. And of course, Black Friday. Uh, with Black Friday and weekly spending. export sales normally out on Thursday is out Friday. The commitments right. of traders report will not be released this week. It'll come Monday. So those are and we'll have limited trading hours on on Friday. Right. Yes. Yeah. Don't forget that. Um, it only took. 
$600 million in funding, but a company has gotten FDA approval for lab-grown chicken, and the company said that it could start pumping out 50,000 pounds of no-kill meat products every year. Yeah. Took $600 million of investment to get to 50,000 pounds a year in production. That seems, yeah. We're solving lots of problems there, aren't we? (laughs) The ratio is not good, but it's just like electric vehicles. We'll get that cost down. It takes a while. But uh, your your key phrase there was no kill. That's their marketing, you know, uh, spin on that one. No kill. Absolutely. All right. Uh, today on AgriTalk, as I've mentioned, we've got Congressman Glenn Thompson from Pennsylvania. And of course, we've got Machinery Pete this afternoon, Darren Fry from Water Street Solutions. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Really Thank appreciate you, you uh, listening to Signal to Noise every week. Thank you so much for doing that. Have a great week and keep watching for those signals.